Well, sorry, I gotta, I gotta think of something to say. See, that's your problem. You think too much about what to say. Well, I don't just want to say, you know, hi. Hey. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> oh, there's that sound again. All that, right. That cough must mean it's the start of the Chips and Bits podcast. <laughs> It does. <clears throat> Excellent. And uh, you go by the name of? All right. Hold on a sec. I'll start. <clears throat> I thought that was good. No, shut up. You shut up. Welcome back. Uh... Oh, for God's sakes, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chips and Bits podcast. I'm your know host, you do that. Kenny Myers, and with me as always is Matthew Anderson. Uh, Stealing my thunder as always. Who spent roughly five minutes coming up with an introduction that would probably suck anyway. So, yeah, so I, I did you all a favor and, and went ahead and uh, made that not happen. Thanks, Kenny. So what game are we talking about today? Talking Dude, about today. We're going to do something that we've never done before on our podcast series ever. Key party. We No, not quite. Mm. We are going to talk about a game that we played that we liked. I know. It's the future. The future of podcasting. Yeah, and I know, I know it sounds strange. It's a little out of our comfort zone, but, uh, but I'm ready for it. Are you ready for it? Uh, well, no, but I guess if we have to. So, the game in question this week is... The you know, amazing... wait, 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 wait. What? I'm going to go on a limb here and say this is a game that we both loved. Yeah, sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to demean it with my, with my improper use of the word like. Right. I mean, this is a game that, uh, you know, I wouldn't play again, but I, the experience was beautiful. It was beautiful. So, uh, so let's, let's break the ice here. Uh, the, the game that we're talking about this week is Limbo. And uh, <clears throat> I have played it multiple times. Really? Although, yeah, I have played it through probably three times, and then I've played it uh, either a quarter or halfway through on another at least two or three occasions. And all of those um, subsequent playthroughs uh, were done in, in the process of trying to show off the game to a, to a friend or a relative and try and convince them uh, that they need to play it. Um, so, Which you did for me. Which I did, yeah, and, and and you weren't visiting long enough that we could get through it, but but literally all those other playthroughs started with someone coming into town, me saying, hey, you've got to check out this game. We'd sit down, and, and my intent was just to kind of give them a feel for the style of the game and, and how awesome I thought it was, and we just ended up playing it and playing it and playing it, and then we'd go out to dinner and come back and play it some more. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very good. But uh, we, didn't actually do, we didn't actually go all the way through it, and... I didn't immediately go home and buy it. Right. You, you took further convincing. Uh, yeah, I did. I took further convincing, mostly because, as you know, I'm in my video game quest, which has gone astonishingly well. I think, I think you can say that it has gone better than you could have ever anticipated, Matthew. 
Um, yeah, I mean, based on your track record of failure, I, I definitely was not expecting you to come anywhere near the level of success that you've already achieved. Not just a track record, a lifetime. A li- yeah, <laughs> you've, you've, you've built a reputation. A lifetime of failure. So video game quests, for uh, those of you who don't know, um, like Blythe, my uh, imaginary girlfriend, um, is me essentially sitting down and completing games. That is video game quest. Yep. But I've had a backlog of games. And so uh, we've been able to interject new games like Infamous 2 or something really exciting comes along and I'll play it like Portal 2. Um, And uh, Limbo. And then I got to this point where I decided I would take on arcade games that I have meant meant to beat. Yeah. Uh, Three of which I had already purchased and never played all the way through, and one which just came out. Uh, one of those was uh, Braid, which I really liked. Uh, Shadow Complex, which I just finished and was really good. And uh, and then Bastion, which just came out. And uh, the thing that kicked it off was uh, this one game that Matt was like, you should play it, you'd love it. And I doubted him because I saw him play it and I didn't think that it, I thought it was cool. I didn't think it was amazing. Yeah, you took uh, what I guess almost a year and a half since since that game has come out that it took me to convince you to get it and play it. Right. Well, really, you started convincing <clears throat> me when I visited Seattle in like February. Right, right. Yeah, I haven't been trying that entire time. Well, no, I've, I, I've been working on you since we did the podcast um, Wow, almost a year ago, Kenny. The podcast in November of last year in, which, in what we did our uh, our Christmas wish list, and I named Limbo as one of the best games of the year. Oh, we're almost at a year? Man. We're, we're almost at a year. A year and 13 podcasts under our belt. Yeah. So, And, and from that experience, we've learned um, not to dilly-dally and to focus on the topic at hand. So um, since we're doing such a great job at that, let's, let's continue talking about uh, what we think about the game Limbo. Okay. Well, you should uh, go first. You you have the most most fresh the eyes. Freshest. I'm sorry, but you've played through it enough <clears> that <throat> even my fresh eyes are thinking compared <laughs> to the breadth of experience you've ha- you have on it. That's probably true. So, uh, first of all, games that we tend to love have amazing art direction. That is true. And That's this definitely is, true. This is absolutely no different. Yep. The art direction is so great. And subtle. God, unlike the other games we like, the art direction is really, really subtle. And when we say art direction, which sounds kind of douchey, what we really mean is like all the textures and the lighting involved and all the stuff that you kind of, you know, uh, set the tone, if you will. Not the pacing, but the tone. Yeah, I'd also throw in there, you know, uh, when when you can tell that the team spent a lot of effort trying to stick to a certain style, like, like they picked a visual style and that's communicated from everything from you know the 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 title screen to the music to the the graphics to to the dialogue or lack thereof all of it rolled into one and it's from start to finish it feels like a cohesive package that that to me is also a good sign of art direction well you're a graphic designer slash well do you call yourself a graphic designer these days uh no i i call myself a uh a, a maker of happening things you're a maker that's good yeah i'm a maker as a maker unlike uh (laughs) most people who as you know are not makers Uh, or unlike you who's more of a breaker more of a breaker yeah Uh, right uh uh oh man 
can of worms. Uh, Flashback. Uh, well, at least you pay attention. Uh, as a maker, how would you describe the color and tone? Uh, like, how would you describe the style? Uh, I would say it's kind of on the border of uh, <clears throat> kind of like a, a, a film noir type style. Uh, it has the, the feeling of a very old looking game. Uh, and that's done without sacrificing any of the you know modern amenities like you know the the, the blur effects and then the 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 uh, the textures behind the the moving character. Uh, for those that are uninitiated and have not played this game, first of all, you're crazy. But second of all, you know, the, the the entire scope of this game takes place in this uh, uh, vignette style where you know the, the character is is the shadow. And the world is behind him, and 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 it, and it's lit. So, your character is constantly moving as you know, part of the the foreground, but you can't really see him. He's he's all black. So, yeah, that's <clears throat> I would say it's kind of like a kind of like a film noir type style. Uh, that's a that's a pretty apt description. You truly are a maker. Thank you. Uh, I would also add that uh, uh, to give you an alternative, uh, if not as good way is that essentially you're playing a silhouette um yeah sorry silhouette's a much, a much better word than vignette which is i think i used right uh, yeah silhouette uh except like i said modern amenities such as the character animation is phenomenal yep um so the premise of the game is interesting and probably one of my favorite things about the game was the storytelling and we haven't talked about this at all, so I'm very very interested to find out what your take is on this. So when you pull up Limbo, there's a scene with just two spots with two flies buzzing around it. You, you know that, I assume, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I know Okay, sure. okay good. <clears throat> so it's essentially a scene with a tree and two um, piles of flies, I guess, you know, circling around just kind of the area. Um the story of Limbo, which is never set in stone, is never really clear-cut. From the best I can tell about it is that you and this girl have died, and this is the story of, like, reuniting in Limbo. That's my take. Uh, okay. Now, yep. now, how you get there is through a series of uh, really incredibly uh, interesting platformer puzzle-solving it's more it's more puzzle solving than it is platformer, but it's just in the style of a puzzle, like a, a platformer essentially. Yep. Um, instead of you know the goal is to get to the end of the level, uh, but really the puzzles are the levels and they're very small, so it's it's just like a really clever, uh, like almost like iOS game or something, you know, where you just are like you're playing the mini game and then you're done and you move forward, but it's just done so elegantly. Um, and the overarching story seems to be uh, just you reuniting with this uh, female-like silhouette at the end. Uh, and and then you play through it, and you get to this point, and then it shows you, like, you beat the game, the credits roll, and then it shows you the opening screen again, which has completely different significance, because right. the places that the flies are is the places where you were last standing in the last scene of the game. Yep. Uh it was great. It was so good. Like it was, it it didn't have much more to it than that, I think. But uh, Matt, you've played through it more. Have you picked up on anything else from it? 
Well, <clears throat> obviously on, uh, you know, on subsequent playthroughs, you, you pay attention to different things. So one of the things that was uh, kind of interesting to me the, the, the next time through was to try and uh, make sense of who the nasty little boy characters are that, are that are trying to basically sabotage your journey and kill you with spikes and flaming tires and whatnot. Um, you know, it's just an interesting little philosophical uh, argument you can have with yourself as to whether or not you know, those are supposed to be some sort of demon reference uh, or whether they're actually supposed to be an angelic reference or whether they're supposed to be any reference at all or they're just in there because they're cool looking and, and they suck. Yeah. Um, so that was certainly interesting. But no, uh, t- to your point, again, I thought that the most powerful part of, of the story is, I guess, in two parts. The lack of the story, you know, the, the fact that the, the journey and you figuring things out is essentially what propels the entire story and you have to make it up yourself. But then also, um, you know, the fact that, that no, uh, no questions are ever answered in that game. You, you don't know how you got to where you are. You don't know what you're searching for when you start. You don't know which direction you're supposed to go. Uh, it's just a big, big, huge question when you start the game. And, and it's, it really helped in kind of getting you to move forward in this sort of mysterious fashion and not pay too close attention to the fact that you didn't really know what you were doing at first. More so when, I, uh, I forgot about this, when you end the game, you pretty much start out, you, the game ends pretty much where you begin. Like, yep. you get up off the ground in the same way, in the same force, which kind of has this idea of, you know, limbo, which is uh, uh, purgatory, mm-hmm. uh, and sort of this eternal waiting place. Yeah, and it's, I mean, I think it... Uh... I, I, I love when they, like, this, it's, it adds this layer of philosophical uh, genius that even if it didn't exist, it'd still be an amazing game. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, just, it's just like a nice punch in the balls right. uh, after drinking a cold beer. It's like, <laughs> you know, or like taking a shot of adrenaline after, you know, having a cup of coffee. It's just, yeah. it's, it's really cool. It, yeah. And, and I mean, there's nothing much more to it, and uh, and that was, I mean, that was really good. It was just, yeah. it was just this really nice touch, and it wasn't uh, stupid. It wasn't like some big monologue at the end. Yeah. Well, it's uh, one of one of my absolute favorite things about the game is is something that it actually shares in common <clears throat> with uh, another one of the arcade games that you mentioned, Shadow Complex, and that is that when you play through the game, you know, you're playing it on an Xbox 360 in the year 2010/11 if you if you're Kenny. Um, and there's technically nothing done in that game that couldn't have been done oh, I don't know, up to I'll say 8 years ago. Um, now, you know, the the graphics may have been a little rougher around the edge and whatnot, um, and and possibly the the character animation may not have been as smooth. But as far as how the world's laid out, uh the art direction, the puzzles, all of that is stuff that you know, harps back to a, like a previous generation of games um, that that we used to love. And and it re- when I played through that game, it really struck me, um, w- like why hasn't anyone else been building more games like this? You know, it, it's something that could have been done for so many years now, and it just it hasn't been done. Well, I think we're seeing that. I think that's happening just on a different platform. Yeah, sure. No, that, I mean. I'm using that as more as like a, a catalyst to suggest that you know some of the games that are coming out that are arcade games that we're starting to like. I, I'm noticing this trend. I'm noticing the, the use of old techniques, especially for the arcade games that are downloadable and, and smaller and cheaper. Um, you know, some some old techniques with some of the new you know 
quote unquote modern amenities. That's yeah, but yeah. there were things that they did that were just. I mean, you can't. I, I, yeah, I, I agree uh, to some to some degree. Like every game is a twist on an old gameplay mechanism, you know. Sure. Like generally, they're just building off each other. So I don't know if that's really to its credit, honestly. Well, I I certainly don't mean it in a way to distract from the from the genius that is that game. All all I'm saying is that. You know, if once you play through it, <clears throat> if you take out, you know, all of obviously there was a, a a wealth of talent behind this game that, that knew exactly how to put the pieces together. Who I believe oh. all got fired. No shit. I think so. Yeah. Really? Well, I think this was published. I think Lucas Arts was involved. Limbo was like a Lucas Arts thing. Oh man, we better internet this. Yeah. That's gonna be a, a super bummer if we find that out. Um, I I could be I could be wrong. Well, well, you, you, you do that. That'll give me a chance to to finish my point without being interrupted. Um, so yeah, what I was gonna say is that you know once you play through it, uh, and you to look finish at your what without getting what? <laughs> You're such an asshole. What the fuck did you think would happen? <laughs> um, yeah, when you break down the pieces, I mean, even how the the levels are constructed. I mean, you're talking about a a, a purely black and white environment. And it's essentially a, a, a bunch of layers lay, layered on top of each other that has some sort of like, like a parallax effect where the, the layers behind each other are moving at different speeds. Okay, um, wait. That's, that's the majority of how they constructed the levels. And that's, you know, it's pretty simple, but they did it in such a new kind of genius way that it made it seem like a, like a refreshed sort of new concept, even though it's been done before. Two things. One, you have to explain what a fucking parallax, parallax effect is. I just did explain what a parallax effect is. Uh, you did? Yeah, it's... Okay, so there's there's multiple sorry, layers. Sorry, I, I was paying attention to this Wikipedia um, article, which was way more interesting. So, I, I rescind my comment about them them being all fired. Okay, uh, thank, thank God. They are a company, and they are working on a second game, and I quote, which they expect to be similar in gameplay to Limbo. Excellent. That yes. sounds fantastic. Yes, it does. Sweet. Um, so that's good news for everyone. I apologize. Yep. I apologize. And I hope people didn't cut off when Matt started talking about boring stuff. Yeah. They were like, wait, LucasArts is involved? And, and that long-winded guy is talking about something? Fuck this podcast. No, they're not. They're like, LucasArts involved and they're not talking about Monkey Island? <laughs> Fuck this podcast. Oh, God. Um, <clears throat> so another thing, uh, in your boring rant, did you talk about how the levels transition? I did not. Oh, because it's probably one of the cooler part of the games. It's, it is very cool. Uh, Limbo, and this is something where you couldn't have done this in, in very in previous generations. I great, mean, yeah, great point. This with, is awesome. I mean, with exception, we've seen games like kind of do it. Like you know, Half Life kind of did it really quickly. You know, like no, no, I know where you're going, and you're absolutely right. Go ahead. Uh, you just keep walking through the game. Like you just keep going, and the levels are the backgrounds essentially, and the mechanisms happen very naturally. And that's what I mean about jumping from puzzle to puzzle is you are not actually jumping. You're like walking to them continuously. Yeah. So puzzles are essentially safe points and things to solve, but then you keep moving forward through this entire world that goes through forests, through caves, in city roofs, and uh, it's it's been in a gear, like a factory, like yep. a clock almost. Um, and it's it's really cool. It's a really cool because you're expecting it to be like you know next level or level two, you know. Yep. But nothing. It gives you no indication that you have transitioned to another area except for the background changes. 
Like there's no typical game mechanism that, that, that like hub mechanism that tells you that. And that's done so masterfully. It, yep. it is one of the, the greatest appeals of the game, I think. Actually, I think it's just like one of those things that when you keep playing it, uh, I mean, sure, you never know when the ending's going to happen. And there's a sense of, <laughs> right? there's a sense of limbo in it, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, uh, but I think it really, it really adds to just the thought of the game, like what, what thought was put into, uh, what even just limbo means. And it's like one of those subtle things that like that ending that just is kicking the nuts. Well, that's, uh, that gives me a pretty good segue to bring up something that we should absolutely give credit to in this game, uh, when we're talking about continuity and thoughtfulness. And that is... Uh, especially considering the fact that you just keep going. And if you sat down and started playing this game, you could just walk through the whole thing without ever saving, loading, seeing a loading screen, then finish it. The yep. amount of thought uh, that was put into the, the the loading points, the save points in the game, was nearly perfect. There, there, there was... I, I couldn't think... I can't think of a time where I was uh, frustrated with having failed a puzzle or died or being eaten by something, uh, where the, the restart, the respawn point was irritating or too far back um and then at the same time i never noticed it was it was saving so that was another element of the game where it just even if you died it was like right away you were right back into it and you were right where you thought you should be yeah that was really fantastic and just another like really really good example of how subtle all their decisions were i'm sure that like programmatically and art i'm sure that took a a lot of time yeah it's a pain in the ass right but uh as it appears, like it's the best kind of user experience because it gets out of the user, like our way. Like, it, yeah. I mean, and there's nothing better than that. Yeah. You never have to go, oh, did, how far do I have to backtrack? What thing have I picked up? There's none of that. It's just, you know, start your, get your character back up off the ground again because he, he kind of, sometimes he'll start in like a sleepy state where he's on the ground. Oh, man. And that just reminded me of like, Two things that it did, like music, the way it used music in the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where you'd just be walking along to a puzzle, and then like this horn track would slowly get louder and louder, and then it would fade out. Like mm-hmm. It was never a full score. It was never like you know five minutes of something going on. It was always in uh, like consequence to what you were doing, and sparse. So yep. sparse. Um, but you know what the one thing they weren't subtle about in this game was? L- let me guess. Bear traps? <laughs> Death animations. <laughs> I was just going to go there. I, that, <laughs> one of my favorite things about this game is how... Calm it is. Of, it's yeah, so calm. Re- yeah, regardless of the artistic style, it's, it's very peaceful. You're kind of... Kind of until you get to some of the, uh, I won't even. It's hard to call them a boss battle, but like the the master puzzles, the ones that you can tell are the end of a, of a certain area. Yeah. Um. You know, you're basically just kind of walking through this kind of soft, exploratory, fuzzy little world, uh, and it's very well done. And then all of a sudden, you you walk next to something, and you're like, oh, that looks kind of interesting. I wonder what that is. And you walk over to it, and it's a fucking bear trap, and it springs lightning quick and chops your head off and there's like silhouetted black blood that spurts all over the place and your head rolls off and it makes the sound that sounds like this (laughs) like that's the sound it's like uh it's perfect it is very very well done there was a video that we should put up in the show notes done by uh who's that crew who makes the spoof videos about video games oh fuck i can't remember you posted it on the blog a while back it's like g4 or something like that 
I, I can't remember. They, they do all, yeah, they do the funny spoof videos of all the different games. Yeah, I'm going to bring it up in the notes. Uh, but uh, they did a really good take on uh, Limbo death sequences <laughs> the in dramatic the real world. Death. Yeah, because yeah. it's so calm. And then all of a sudden your head's chopped off, rolling down, and then it makes a thud when it hits the ground. Yeah. After like a sound that's like... <sighs> like, it's, it's amazing. And it's the least subtle thing in the game. And it's so jarring because everything else is so zen. Like, everything is so at calm in the world. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's Limbo. Obviously, we really like it. And I was... You know what? I, I Matt and I are doing a really good job of, of recommending games to each other. And this is just the point in Matt's corner, so... Yeah, I, you know, it's funny. I've got... I think that I've given you more recommendations than I have, you know, anyone else recently. And I've received better... Uh, recommendations from you than probably any video game source I used to have. So yeah, we we certainly rely on each other for uh, what games we're going to play next. Except Heavy Rain, which you just won't push through. <laughs> it's not about pushing through. It's uh, I haven't I haven't really started it yet. I know. Well, that's I a game that takes forever. About, <laughs> yeah, I only invested about twenty hours, and I was still in my bedroom putting my socks on. So I was like, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna play some other games with this time until until I get a. Telling you. Once you get to hour 25, though, thing takes off like lightning. Awesome. I, I can't wait. Um, that's like uh, Final Fantasy. Th- uh, I'm not going to get into it. I just get too upset thinking about Final Fantasy 13. Um, cool. So we obviously we recommend Limbo. It's on PlayStation. It's on Xbox. You can buy it. It's like dirt cheap. Is it on Steam yet? It was. It's coming to Steam. If it's yes, not it up. is on Steam. Okay. Um, yes. So, once so the exclusivity every- ended, it's on Steam, uh, PS3. Uh, you should buy it, especially if you like platformers. You should buy it uh, to support indie devs who yep. make really interesting games, in the very least. Like, it's a it's a really cool game. Yeah, and and, and like we were talking about from from the great continuity, um, the, the the save points. It's also a, if you go through it, it's a, it's a relatively short game. Um, so it's it's a great game to just kind of have on the side uh, that you pick up whenever you want to pick up, and even if you only have you know twenty minutes to play, you can play it and then put it back down and pick it up tomorrow. Indeed. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Yeah. Thanks for listening. I hope you, if you haven't played Limbo, you go and you get it, and you play it, and then you let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to sign us off, buddy? Since you did such a great introduction. Yeah. Sure. Uh, why don't I just start the the sign off, and then as soon as I go, you can interrupt me. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks for listening again, everybody, and uh, hope you join us again next week slash two weeks from now whenever Kenny gets his act together and edits one of these podcasts and puts them up for your enjoyment. Thank you. <laughs> that was a great sentence. Several. That was a great paragraph, Matthew. I'm Kenny Myers, and this is Matthew Anderson, and together we form Voltron. And, uh, yeah, Chips and Bits, too. I always think I like that. And, and uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Chips and bits.